Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This podcast contains discussions of child abuse, sexual repression and sexual abuse, suicide, racism, misogyny, PTSD and PTSD symptoms, and spiritual oppression and abuse, including guilt, shame, and fear. In most episodes, we will be mentioning some of these concepts in a general way without any graphic detail. If any of these topics or other triggering topics will be mentioned in great detail, we will let you know at the beginning of each individual episode, as well as in the show notes for that episode. Welcome back to the Leaving Eden Podcast. This is a special edition of the Leaving Eden Podcast, this legal update special edition of the Leaving Eden Podcast. My name is Gabrielle Hakoen, and I am here in the same room with my co-host for the first time ever recording this show. Hi, I'm Sadie Carpenter, and I think this is incredibly weird, but I think it's could weird be too. great. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. We're going we're gonna to see how it goes. Yeah. Um, usually we record in separate places using online web tools, but actually today we are in the same place for the first time ever, but that's not really very important. That's not as important as getting this amazing information out to you guys here. Some of it's amazing. Some of it's kind of terrible and sketchy and weird, but this is a legal update episode. Sadie, do you want to tell us what we're going to be talking about today? Yeah. So we have some legal updates that have occurred in in the two legal cases we've been following most closely recently, which is Kent Hovind and his just ongoing legal drama in every single area of his life. And of course, Josh Duggar, uh, who had some motions denied 
by the court this week and we're going to talk about that a little bit yes towards the end first we're going to talk about kent hovind then we're going to talk about josh duggar but before we get into that just important to say the leaving eden podcast is the podcast that is mostly about sadie carpenter's life in and escape from the independent fundamental baptist cult we talk about this cult we talk about other cults religion fundamentalism uh various dangerous uh, cult ideologies the real and present threat that they pose to society as a whole and our goal is to promote freedom of mind freedom of thought and freedom of religion so if you like this show you can go and join our patreon at patreon.com slash leaving eden podcast if you want to talk to other fans of the show you can go to facebook.com slash groups slash eden exodus join our subreddit also called eden exodus um yeah so sadie why don't you take us into the first thing that we have to talk about well i think we should make it clear that this is not something that we missed in our september 13th episode Uh, y'all who listen to the show often would know that i hate missing things and that very very (laughs) thorough person if we had missed this, um, well, Gavi's saying thorough because he just saw me doing my accounting homework before we started this <laughs> recording. <laughs> yeah. um, no, if, if this was something we missed, I would have wanted to go back and cover it. Uh, but this is not something that I missed. This is just something that has happened since that episode in less than one month. Yeah. Kent Hovind, he rarely... I, I, I don't... This man... So you called him the Baptist Bachelor in Paradise. Well, that was just because of his his uh, very frequent... His, at the time, three wives. So you said at the time. What does that mean? We'll get into that. What, what are you about to I, say? Well, I, I was just, just going to say that uh, at the time that you said Baptist Bachelor in Paradise, I thought maybe that crack was just slightly borderline, like just maybe a little bit excessive. <laughs> and, and then the things happened that have come out this week. And it turns out that... That was very accurate, but Baptist Tiger King might have been more accurate now that I think about it. No, it should be Dino King. I think if <laughs> at this at this point, I think if there was a Tiger King-esque series on Kent Hovind, that it would be just as popular as Tiger King. So I think we need to write a Netflix pitch letter. Netflix, yeah. Like now. Talk to us about it. We co-creators of the show. So, um, so or here's... a drama based on it. Would you rather see like a documentary series about Kent where it's like interviewing people or like, you know, get Mary Taco on there, like actually talking about him, talking to Netflix? Or would you rather see like a, 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 a comedy drama based on this man's life? That is a really good question. I mean, we can wow. do both. We come up with a documentary, then people will be like, because they're doing a movie about Tiger yeah, King. Yeah, so we do the documentary, and then we do the miniseries. Who'd they get to play Tiger King? Um, Oh, gosh, I can't remember now. It's somebody good, though. I feel anyway, like it's, it's like a Sasha Baron Cohen character. That we don't have do. time yeah. to waste on Tiger King. I have to tell you what has happened. Tell Kent, me what's happened to Kent Hovind. Kent Hovind has had a month, man. He's Just had- a month. <laughs> He's like, had a month. Like um, our episode was very current when we came out with it. When like, it came out. That wasn't even a month ago. That was like three weeks ago. Okay. So yeah, it was September 13th that our first episode came out about Kent Hovind. That was just about his dinosaur stuff though. Right. Like that wasn't so, about him. So since we came, at the time that we came out with that episode, Kent Hovind had been arrested for domestic violence against his then maybe wife, Cindy Lincoln. We talked about how... Um, 
he was maybe still legally married to Mary Toko. Um, Is it Toko? It's Toko. One of our listeners sent us a voice message to explain it. So thank you, Kat. Um, but yeah, it's Mary Toko. But at the care. time we dropped our last episode about him, Mary, he may have still been legally married to Mary Toko, or he may have legally divorced her and legally married his new quote unquote wife, Cindy Lincoln. Mm. Uh, but we don't know if they were ever actually legally married, but it doesn't matter now because he uh, unfortunately body slammed Cindy Lincoln. He got arrested for domestic violence and now he's been sentenced to 30 days in jail over the domestic abuse between between him and Cindy. And he has to start his jail time October 18th at the latest. So it's one of those wow. turn yourself in things. Uh, which is what Jack Scott had, I believe. Hmm. But they just let you turn yourself into jail. Like, yeah, over over certain stuff, they will just like. Um, I've had a couple of friends who had Deweys, and they will just be like, "Yeah, show up to jail on this day at this time." Oh, yeah. So if it over certain things, they will just kind of let you turn yourself in. Right? If you get in trouble for something, then you can just be like, "Oh man." Yeah, I can't go to that this weekend. I got to go to jail. <laughs> yeah, that could totally happen. And, and I can't. I'm trying to go to jail this weekend. I was supposed to go to jail last weekend, but like shit hit the fan. So now I'm going to go to jail this weekend. Like, <laughs> So that's what Kent Hovind is currently dealing with because of this domestic violence incident. Cindy Lincoln, the third quote unquote wife, has left the Dinosaur Adventureland compound and she is now speaking out against Hovind publicly and she and Mary Toko have now teamed up against this guy. Wow. Even, they were like former BFFs. They were like former BFFs, and then they split over Kentoven, and now they're BFFs again. Apparently. Ladies, never let a man come between you. Which, <laughs> I'm sorry. which is like not even... Okay, this is not the wildest thing that has happened, though. This is like oh far from the wildest thing that has happened. Um. Uh. <laughs> So after Cindy dipped, Kent Hovind, uh, he apparently had found this lady, Sandra Princess Sawyer. Uh, I think Princess is like a maiden name or something. Uh, but she lives in Florida, and he had meant to have her be a secretary for Dinosaur Adventureland, you know, answering phones and answering emails remotely from her home in Florida. The new Dinosaur Adventureland compound is in Alabama. And I don't know if we actually mentioned that on our episodes. Yeah, I was confused by that because there was a couple times when he was like, I live, in Al I live in Alabama, but like it's in Pensacola, but like Pensacola is like panhandle. So it's that's that's my bad. Kent Hovind, after he got out of jail, reopened Dinosaur Adventure Land in Conecuh County, Alabama, which is oh. like, which is, it, I don't know, it's maybe an hour, hour and a half from Pensacola, maybe two hours, but it's not that far away. Oh, okay, that makes sense. So he he just reopened the whole thing in a new state. Um, Put him on the truck, moved it like fifty miles down the road. And that's yeah. where Mary Toko lived with him. That's where Cindy Lincoln lived with him before the two of those dipped out. So Kent had found the secretary Sandra Princess Sawyer. He had talked to her pastor and vetted her extensively, according to him. And he was going to hire her as a secretary for Dinosaur Adventureland. Fairly above board. Okay. So when Cindy dipped out on him. Like, less than a week later, Sandra moved to Alabama to be a secretary at the Dinosaur Adventureland compound. And then several days after that, Kent introduced her on a live stream as his wife. Like, made out with her on live stream. Wow! Because apparently he does daily live streams and that's a, that's this a treat. This man, I mean, like... Mm. So he's got a new 
wife and Kent Hovind, the Mac Daddy of Dinosaur Adventureland. And people are just like <laughs> apparently people are just like okay with this. Apparently, like some IFB people are defending him and he's not that doesn't remotely come even close to lining up with IFB ideas of morality. To be fair, there's nothing about uh, in the Bible that says that bigamy isn't allowed. Well, bigamy is exactly what Mary Toko is accusing Kent of because Mary made a public Facebook post, like an open letter to Sandra, where she was like, hey, you should not trust this guy. He's still doing all the shady business practices that he was doing when he was with Joe, his first wife, and me, his second wife, and Cindy, his maybe third wife. Mary Toko also said in that Facebook post that as far as she knows, she and Kent are still legally married. Wait, so it's not bigamy. It's like trigamy. <laughs> I don't even know. I do not. Oh, man. I do not know. All I know is that Mary Toko is saying that she's still legally married to this guy. This man, my guy, Kent, he is a, a wild man. He, like, if you saw him, you, you see this man on the videos, you see him with his very, like, late 90s, early 2000s era suits and his, you know, well-to-do attitude and his, his, his <laughs> proper uh, demeanor. And you would not expect that th this man is a, a, a yeah, monster. Yeah, he's, like, he is a making demon. out with these different... Every time he introduces a new wife, he, like, makes a point to make out with them on live stream. I don't know why that detail sticks with me. Probably because I am heading into the last week of Bachelor in Paradise as we speak. But it's a little much to me. He's introducing Sandra's kids as his stepchildren. I, I don't know if... I don't know what this guy is doing. I so don't know. Do you think he, like, when... When he was like preparing to, I don't know, go to jail or or like he he realized that. Th did do you think that he had Sandra on the back burner when like he realized things with Cindy weren't you know gonna be continuing long term? He would just be like, okay, who do I got? Scroll through my phone. Let me find Sandra. Uh, she's available. I'll tell her that I need to move here, or that I need her to move uh, here to Alabama. I don't know, like, and I'm also a little perplexed as to, like, what is the attractiveness factor of this? Because he's, like, a very normal-looking, like, older white dude. I don't get it. And I'm really it's... annoyed because Kent Hovind has been married four times, <laughs> and I'm still single out here. Which I mean, is... I would be annoyed if I were you too. <laughs> so I have a couple more. This like... man's gross and creepy, and he's insane. And I have a couple more quick Kent Hovind facts. Um, one is just batting cleanup from our episode. I believe I mentioned on our episode that I had heard rumors of a child's death at uh, Dinosaur Adventureland. I was able to confirm those rumors. Uh, sadly, oh. uh, it wasn't. It wasn't anything super nefarious. A kid. Um, fell off a dock and drowned in March of 2020. So my only point on that is he shouldn't have been open in March 2020 because there was a fucking pandemic. Yeah. Um, other, uh, uh, that's horrible. But I, I, I wanted to back clean up on that because I think I mentioned it on our episode and I wanted to make sure that I got that out there. But that wasn't like anything where it was like especially no, it bad was, on him. No. No. And like the way that I, the way that the rumors I was reading were phrased, it seemed like there was something nefarious. So I did some extra digging and i i just wanted to make that clear 
What is nefarious, though? Deepest condolences to that child's family. That's a horrible yeah. thing to have happen to a family and a, and a child. Oof. Yeah, but I, I wanted to clear that up because I think I mentioned it. However, what is nefarious is uh, an accusation that I've been reading online that Kent Hovind has young women who volunteer for Dinosaur Adventureland be his personal massage therapists. And that he has employed a steady stream of young women as his personal massage therapist for like mm. 30 years. That is like some Jack Hiles, David Hiles, Jack Scott. That's like type. that's way over the line for Jack Hiles. That's Jack Scott level. That is at least extremely creepy. I thought that you weren't like supposed to. I don't want to say like not like you can handshake with a woman who's not handshake your wife. Handshake is literally it uh, in the IF, under like, IFB rules. That is like the extent. So so yeah, that's ridiculous. Yikes. Well, if you're IFB, can you have a massage therapist, but your massage therapist is a man, if you're a man? Is that yes. okay, or is that, like... That's kosher. That's okay. They they don't get, like, weird about being like, oh, you have a man as your massage... You... It is it is okay if you're if you can make the massage about, like, medical reasons. If it's a massage to get de-stressed, that's a no-go. If it's a massage because you have, I don't know, pain or whatever, that's okay. Because men don't get stressed, in the, you know, because, you know, men are manly in the IFB. Mm. Uh, you're sitting here making a very funny face in a in a baby pink baseball hat, um, which is which is very cute, by the way. Like I your like hat. the. You know what? I won this baseball hat at in a raffle at the uh, Grand Prix of Portland, the IndyCar race that oh. was uh, like three weeks ago. Great race! I got to meet one of my favorite racing drivers, Roman Grosjean. I got his autograph. You can see it on my Instagram. Uh. I apologize. I apologize for stopping this episode to compliment Gavi's hat. We're we're sitting here drinking beer and talking about Kentoven. We've literally never recorded an episode when we were in the same place before. <laughs> so we're just you know we're just we're just doing our best here. Um, there, I have one other thing about Kentoven. This I want to be extremely clear. This is something that I am only reading from one source. Okay. In my opinion, it's a reliable source, but I do not have actual proof or backup on this. But there, there are a lot of rumors flying around that Kent Hovind has volunteers on Dinosaur Adventure Land compound right now that are active drug addicts, which is, you know, not to not to shame anybody, but that's probably not who should be running around unsupervised around a bunch of kids. That just seems maybe hmm. like a mismatch in purpose of the ministry there was well, he like trying to get them help or is he just like here you can work here and i'll pay you in cash or like it's, what's it's the... he's not trying to get them help he's just like enabling them is what i'm uh... reading um the the other the other thing that i'm hearing about hovind is that there are people who he has volunteering for him at dinosaur Adventureland <laughs> who have current like sexual assault restraining orders and domestic violence restraining orders Uh, and that the compound is basically becoming like a sanctuary for ifb and ifb adjacent people who have who are on parole so it is basically like the the tiger king so that's where i'm getting my tiger literally the the same thing that joe exotic did yeah he this is this is going a, a very odd direction and i feel like uh, I feel like I'm going to stop talking about Kent Hovind now because I feel like there's going to be a Hovind part three yeah. coming. The, the, uh, like, if it keeps going this way, we have so much to talk about. Uh. Yeah. So we should move on for the moment to Josh Duggar because there was some Duggar legal news 
this week. Yes, I saw that he tried to have his case dismissed four times or or five, four motions or something. All of them got rejected by the judge who said, shut up, Josh Duggar, you suck. I'm I'm pulling up the I'm pulling up the my source here real quick. Hold on. The Josh Duggar trial was originally supposed to be earlier this year and it was moved back to November November 2021. It was supposed to be in June or July, right? It was supposed to be in July, I think. Yeah. Um and it was moved back to November. The reason for moving it back was that his legal team wanted more time to examine how the government handled the evidence in his case specifically the forensic evidence related to his computer. Okay, so what what does that mean? What is the... Uh, decode that for us lay people. I've been reading so much legal information about this, and I'm going to try to distill it as best as I can. Josh Duggar's defense at the moment seems to be saying that it was not... that That, yes, there were child sexual assault images and child sexual assault materials downloaded to that computer... In the used car lot, but it wasn't Josh Duggar who downloaded it. So he's saying it wasn't me. It's the R. Kelly defense. Yes, which, as we all know, works out great. Yeah, uh, I would like to, on this podcast, say congratulations to all of the prosecutors in the R. Kelly case. That man is going to jail for like 100 years or something. He's never getting out. So that'll be good. Um, Another absolute creepazoid who abuses children is... In jail to stay. Yeah, in jail to stay. That has that is the direction that Duggar's attorneys seem to be going with his entire legal defense. Is that like is that they can't fight that there were images on the computer, but that they're going to try to say that it wasn't Josh. So Duggar has been his team has been trying to throw suspicion on other people, including his own family members who worked at the car lot at the same time. So they before they were saying. It's not there, or you guys planted it, or there's something wrong with the... The first thing they said was you planted the evidence, and then once they got this extra time to examine the evidence, they were like, okay, no, it's on there, but it wasn't Josh Duggar who downloaded it. Now, the, the next thing that has been happening is that Duggar's attorneys filed four motions to either dismiss ev- specific evidence or dismiss the entire case. So they were trying to, the prosecutors wanted pictures of Josh's hands, right? Right. Was so that that's, the- that's one of the things. They, they, had, they filed four motions to, two of them are to dismiss the case because of mishandling of the case on the part of federal agents and investigators. To, the other two motions are to throw out evidence. Like, you've seen a lot of Law & Order. Yeah, I've seen every episode of Law & Order. We have it in a box set. Have you yeah. seen our box set? Yeah, I've seen okay. your box set. So Jack McCoy, uh, Sam Watterson, great man. He was the best. So Jerry Orbach, rest in peace. Also the dad in Dirty Dancing. Yes, 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 yes. yes. So you know if you've seen a lot of Law & Order that if evidence is gotten, even if that evidence points to the truth about a a crime, if that evidence is gotten improperly, it cannot be brought up at trial to use to try to convict that person. Any subsequent evidence that was discovered after that piece of evidence, because of that piece of evidence, also gets thrown out unless right. they can bring up another reason why they would have been able to come by that eventually. Right. So that is the direction that Josh Duggar's attorneys are attempting to go with this. So let's go through these four motions and we'll, we'll talk about what this means and, and what I'm 
predicting based on um, literally nothing other than having watched a lot of Law and Order and seen a lot of Bundy creeps get go on trial. I was on the mock trial team when I was in high school, so I kind of know some of this okay. stuff. Yeah. So, <laughs> geek. Hey, I was a big nerd. But... No, I totally would have been. It's just that my Bundy school didn't have that. So the first one is a motion to suppress statements and a request for an evidentiary hearing. This motion is to suppress the stupid things that Josh Duggar said to officers at the time of the raid on the used car lot. So when they came up to him and they said, we need to seize your computer, he said, oh, no, has somebody been downloading child pornography onto my computer? Yes, that's the statement. That's the statement that his lawyers are trying to suppress, which he said completely unprompted. Yes. To the federal investigators after like they so his legal team wants it suppressed because he mentioned calling his lawyer and there's a lot of discussion about when he was Mirandized and whether he was properly Mirandized. But what it comes down to is Josh Duggar was not in custody or under arrest at the time that he said the stupid thing. And he was free to just walk away. Because he was not in custody, nor was he under arrest. So his invocation of an attorney doesn't matter because you can't invoke your right to an attorney unless you're been being Mirandized. You have a right to an attorney. If you cannot afford one, the court will provide one for you. Is it true? So is if you ask for an attorney, is anything that you say between when you ask for the attorney and when your attorney gets there automatically inadmissible? No, it's not. So there we go. So he just... So he just blurted stuff out when he because between when you ask for an attorney and when your attorney gets there the arresting officers cannot or the officers on the scene if they're not arresting you cannot compel you to say anything at all you have a right to remain silent josh for some did not remain silent did not remain silent so the what the court determined is that the right to an attorney does not attach until you are arrested and also it doesn't matter because he was not under arrest. He was not being detained. He could have turned on his heel and walked away from the federal agents, and he chose not to. He chose to get in their car and talk to them. So whatever he said is on him. So uh, that motion was denied for that reason. And this is a good reminder for our listeners. This is free advice. If you're ever being arrested, whether you did the thing you're being arrested for or not, whether you feel like it's fair or not, all you have to say is, I'd like to speak with my lawyer. That's it. That's all you say. Don't respond to anything. Quietly and calmly say, I'd like to speak to my lawyer. If you have the ability to be in a, in a situation with police that is not dangerous or abusive, and some people don't have that privilege, but if right. you do have that privilege, all you have to say is, I want to talk to my lawyer. And then they can... Don't be a, don't be a Josh Duggar. No. So, uh, don't be a Josh Duggar anyway. Because... Don't be a Josh Duggar in any way, but not in this way either. Yeah. Okay. The uh, second motion is a lot less interesting. Uh, the motion to dismiss the case for the government's failure to preserve potentially exculpatory evidence. Do you want to define exculpatory? So exculpatory, uh, that's evidence to his innocence. Mm -hmm. So... Basically, if there is evidence that the state discovers and this evidence points to the innocence of the person who that they have arrested and are 
accusing of said crime, then they are legally required to provide that evidence to the defense counsel. The the Duggar legal team is saying that the the government may have failed to preserve some of that type of evidence specifically on his computer and on his cell phone, uh, but the court decided against that motion. Do they know, like, are they saying what the evidence was that would have pointed to his innocence? Not or? in anything that I've read. I suppose we'll probably find that out when we, we get will, to trial. We'll probably find it out because of this next thing. Hmm. There was a motion to suppress photographs of of Duggar's hands and feet while in custody. This is the other big, big one. So you were telling me something about this and what this isn't and what this is. Yeah, and this turns out to be maybe just ever so slightly less terrible than we were thinking which is just great at this point in this case yes um it it might be the terrible thing that we were thinking that it is but there's a chance that it might not be which would just be fantastic yeah uh when duggar was arrested he spent a few days in jail before the hearing that we covered in depth in a prior episode when they were booking him into jail at that time they took photos of his hands and feet Now, we do know that in child sexual assault image cases, if someone is if someone is suspected of having produced such material themselves, the arresting officers will often take pictures of the hands and the feet of the suspect because those body parts can help identify abusers in videos and in pictures where the face of the abuser is not shown. Interesting. Which is like the the best and most terrible thing ever because like they're catching people but it's also an awful thing that 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 even has to happen right because in a lot of these i I don't want to call them communities because they're like (laughs) that that makes me yeah in these groups of basically in order to get because because this is material that is often difficult to come by so in order to get your hands on it sometimes you have to also like you have to also share some of your own with the other people you have to who provide have their, yes, yeah. something new that they have not seen before so that so they know that you are legitimately a terrible awful piece of shit not just a cop pretending to be a terrible awful piece of shit it's like a shibboleth yes exactly that's exactly what it is so a lot of people got extremely worried by this development in the case that they were looking at his hands and feet right because they were thinking because some of the materials that Josh Duggar allegedly downloaded are on the list of things that typically do require that shibboleth of a person providing content that they made themselves in order to receive them. So a lot of people jumped to the conclusion that police were potentially trying to determine whether Josh Duggar had created these materials to share with others. If he had potentially abused some of the many, many children in his life, which would be just terrible. Mm. And everyone was, was really shocked and worried by that, myself included. Yeah. Just, that, that would, would be, be the an, worst case scenario. That honestly. would be a very upsetting development in this case. That would be the that's the worst case scenario. <sighs> it really is. Yeah. So I'm still fairly worried about that outcome coming out at trial, and I sincerely hope that it does not uh, I want Josh Duggar to rot in jail, but I would I hope that as few people have been hurt as, as humanly possible. What is the other possibility? The other that this possibility is yeah. that is so much better is a possibility that the pictures of his hands and feet may have been taken as an identification 
just to run against other hand and feet pictures in that database, just like you'd take someone's fingerprints hmm. to see if someone, so if someone committed a robbery, you might take their fingerprints to see if any other unsolved crimes with their fingerprints at the scene just happened to pop up. Right. So it could be that this was more of like a precautionary thing, more of like a run it against the database thing, not we specifically uh, suspect this person of creating these specific materials. And this is important because he's changed his defense from, oh, this was planted to, oh, somebody else did it. Mm -hmm. So... So, so it could just be that they were just running him through the database to see if anything came up. It could, um, law enforcement has, some members of law enforcement have said that pictures of his hands are actually going to be used to prove that it was him using the computer at the used car dealership at the time the materials were downloaded. So what, like they... So like there was a picture of his hands on the keyboard. At, like at that exact time maybe a webcam picture i don't know exactly mm. how this would work but i wonder if law enforcement this is my this is my crackpot theory this is just a sadie theory i think law enforcement tapped into his webcam right and activated the webcam and what they were able to see is someone's hands on the computer screen or someone's hands on the keyboard at the time that materials were being downloaded because I guess the screen is being tilted is tilted down, so you can't see his face, but you can see the back of his hands. Right. That's that is my weird theory as to why they took pictures of his hands. I guess we'll find out in November. It'll all come out of trial. That would be the best case scenario. Yeah. It what the the nagging question that this leaves me with though is why they took pictures of his feet. That doesn't make sense under my theory. Josh Duggar feet pics available on uh, OnlyFans. Yeah, we'll we'll sell them and then we'll we'll just like no, create a fund. No, we'll we'll sell them. We'll, cre- we'll create a fund for uh, anybody who's ever been hurt by him or by creeps like him to like get their life back. That'd be good. That that could work. That Help could those work. people out, man. They need the, they they. So the the motion to uh. the motion to suppress those photos is evidence, though. Duggar lawyers say that there wasn't a warrant for these pictures and they should be tossed out of evidence. Fortunately, the judge wasn't having it because the judge is seeing this as just as normal as getting somebody's fingerprints at the time of an arrest. They will be able to be submitted into evidence at the trial in November. Okay, last motion. Last motion. What's the last one? So this one's a little extra weird. Hmm. Uh, There is a motion to dismiss the entire charge and dismiss the trial. Because of violation of the appointments clause. What? What? Duggar's huh? legal team. This is this is going to make you laugh. I saved this one for last because it's actually kind of funny. She's been doing, you can tell, she's been doing all the research on this. I have been not doing You've been doing, doing that. other business stuff that I, I didn't want to do. Yeah. So I, so like I do, I do the research that you don't want to do and you do the business stuff that I don't want to do and it, yeah. it works out. It's a good team. So, so the, here's one to make you laugh. <laughs> Duggar's legal team claimed that former President Donald Trump unlawfully appointed the specific Homeland Security officers that carried out the investigation and arrested Josh Duggar. And therefore, because they're not legally Homeland Security agents, the whole thing should be thrown out. Wow. Which that just is... goes to show you that the fundies, man, they will turn on anyone who's like anyone. <sighs> They'll turn on anyone because the Duggars, these are the people that that have... is a judo move. They had Man. Trump 2020 mowed into their front lawn last year. Ew. Yes. But also, <laughs> as what? soon as they need one of their own out of jail and, like, to get away with something terrible, they turn on Trump just like that. 
Interesting. Yeah. So genius stuff. I was not able to get deep. I didn't like have. I did not quite have the time and resources this week to get deep into like figuring out why they were saying that they were unlawfully appointed. But I still thought that was really funny. Interesting. That is. That is a. Uh, so where I am at the at the Josh Duggar case at that this is point, a hail mary. Like that yes. is a legit. Like if if that's the kind of motions that they're filing, that is a hail. That is like Kent Hovind. I am a sovereign citizen level or Kent Hovind, every signature that I have ever signed in my life before this is, including val- my, is yeah, null and void, including my marriage contract, which is <laughs> so. OK, yeah, which apparently didn't mean much to him anyway. No. OK, Damn. so I'm glad that you brought up this Hail Mary pass idea, because that is exactly what I think about this whole thing. What legal experts on the Internet think uh, and what I think as well is this is just Duggar's attorney throwing everything at the wall to see what will stick. That that's exactly what this is. Yeah. And uh nothing stuck so far. He's going to go to trial. There's been a lot of talk about whether he would take a plea deal if he was offered one. What how many counts is he being charged with? He is being charged with two counts of receiving and two counts of possessing. Okay. If if, unless I'm just misremembering this. And what are the sentences for those crimes? I think it's five years per count. So 20 years total. That's 20 years total. Okay. So they're going to, I mean, they're probably going to offer him, if they were going to do a plea deal with him, they'd probably offer him like 10, 15 years. There is Mm. a rumor that he was offered six years and turned it down. Uh, that is just an unconfirmed rumor. Offered six years and turned it down, dude. So he thinks he can beat it, but I just, I don't think he can. I just don't think. So I'm seeing a lot of, this is why I wanted to get to this, because I, I, I'm seeing a lot of people kind of freak out on the internet. Like, there was a picture this week of Josh and Anna walking out of the court together, holding hands, looking super smug and happy after having these four motions denied. And there is, there is... There are people freaking out thinking like if he's walking out looking that happy, then he knows something and he's going to get away with this. I personally am am resting my confidence on the idea that the feds have a high 90s conviction rate. Yeah. Especially in this type of cases. I think he is. I think he thinks he's going to get away with it. I really think he's going to go to jail. Because he's gotten away with a lot of stuff before. That's it. That's it. Because he has never actually faced real consequences. Because if he had faced actual consequences for the incident that happened with his sisters when he was younger, he would have been in therapy until he turned 18. That would have been a, an appropriate consequence for what happened. If he had faced real consequences for the Ashley Madison scandal, Anna would have left him. But he did not face real consequences. If he had faced real consequences for what allegedly happened between him and Danica Dillon, he would have gone to jail for assault. Right. So he has never actually faced the consequences he deserved for the things that we know he has done. So I think he just expects not to face. I think he just thinks that that, that Jesus is going to get him out of this. It's going to catch up with him. Right. Because he's been told basically his whole life that he is like the chosen I mean, he's the, what the firstborn son of God's chosen family, and yeah. he's you know, and and God will protect him. I don't know. I, so, I, hmm. so my my final opinions on this, um, and this is 
this is again i hope um, he doesn't take a plea deal i hope he's gonna go to he's gonna go to trial uh they're gonna trot out all of the boatloads of evidence that they have against him and the jury is going to be out for about 10 minutes and then they're going to come back and say this man is extremely guilty throw him in jail I'm going to give my two final opinions on the Josh Duggar thing at this point. Uh, I have kind of good news and bad news, if you will. Yeah. Uh, the good news is I th- I really still feel that he's going to go to jail. Just, just I, I have gathered a lot of information and more than I could organize into a cohesive way of talking about it. Uh, more than I really wanted to make it into make into an entire other Duggar episode because I want to save it for the trial and and just my gut feeling I do think he's going to go to jail my gut feeling is that we're all going to be a little bit disappointed with the time that he gets I think we all would love to see him get like 40 years or 20 years deserves Um, it just just remembering how I felt about the Jack Scott case um they gave him 10 years they gave him 10 years yeah I felt satisfied that he was going to jail because he actually got what he deserved I felt a little bit dissatisfied with the amount of time that he got. I really feel like that's going to happen again with this case. The good news is I do think he's going to jail. The bad news is I think at this point I have to revise my earlier statements about Anna. She's missed the last train. She's missed the last train out of Joshville. You uh, think she's going to, if he goes to jail for 20 years, say he gets 20 years. If she If he goes to jail for 20 years, she doesn't have to deal with him for 20 years. Can you imagine how great that would be for her? Yeah, That's but like do you the, think she's going to hold him down? Uh, I mean, depends on your definition of hold him down. So, like, she's going to stay with him for 20 years? Yeah. While he's in jail? Yeah. How How old is he now? He's, like, 40? I don't think he's quite 40. Josh was born in 85 or 87, so he's... He's in, he's like 34 to 36. Oh, man. So he's going to be in his, his I'm 50s. trying to remember. Okay. I'm trying to remember if Jana is, Jana and John David are my age or older. Hmm. Anyway, um, I think she's going to stay with him, unfortunately, which just sucks. But um, I think that's also kind of, I think that's the easiest option for her because she'll be able to remain financially dependent on her in-laws who have a good stash of money in a big house. Yeah. So, um. I, I think that's that's kind of the unfortunate news, but I guess we'll find out. <sighs> okay, that, that's it for the IFB legal update. We got to wrap up. Yeah. Um, if you like the Leaving Eden podcast, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, Facebook and Instagram are at Leaving Eden Podcast. Twitter is at Leaving Eden Pod. Uh, send us emails at leavingedenpod at gmail.com. You can send us uh, you can join our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash group slash Eden Exodus. And you can join our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash leaving Eden podcast. Sadie, do you want to plug your social media? Yep. You can follow me on Instagram at Sadie Carpenter Music. You can follow me on Twitter at Hell Yes Sadie. Um, fear not, Bachelor in Paradise is almost over. So it's safe to follow me on Twitter now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you can follow me on TikTok at Sadie Carpenter One. We've got some amazing stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it's going to be great. Oh, just one thing. If you join our Patreon, we have actually started uh, letting patrons vote on what order 
we want to they like they want to hear episodes so like we'll give them a, a choice of like four episodes or whatever and say which one do you want to hear first so if you want to do that you can join our patreon um right. you can follow me on facebook instagram twitter and clubhouse at g-a-v-r-i-e-l-h-a-c-o-h-e-n uh, and everybody have a nice day and i hope that all of these guys go to jail bye-bye softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.